0: Hello and welcome to another Back to Jerusalem podcast. I'm Eugene Bach, your host for this time, and I'm coming to you live on delay from somewhere within the borders of Sweden. It's been a minute since I've done a podcast. I've been kind of doing a little bit less podcast this year, and the main reason why is that I've been doing more listening than talking. I've been doing more uh, reading and writing than I ever have. I'm doing. I'm working on a couple of projects right now that I'm Super excited about! Um, I have three books that are coming down range that I that I'm writing. Uh, one is about Robert Morrison. If you haven't heard about Robert Morrison, wow, 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 wow! This is a an amazing man of God that was used in China. He's he's somebody that you should know about. I mean, I understand. I okay, <laughs> I'm biased. What you're about to hear here's a warning. This is going to be a bias comment, but I still believe it's kind of true. I know that it's biased, but I think it's true. If I ask, you know, who is the first missionary to Hawaii? Nobody really knows that. Who was the first missionary to bring the gospel to the UK, to Sweden, to Gibraltar. Nobody, nobody really knows. But if I ask you, who was the first person to bring the gospel to China? Why we know that, I don't know. Maybe it's because it's the most populated country in the world. Maybe because it has more people that were unreached than any other nation in the world. Most people that know missions and Christianity, if you know anything about missions, you probably have heard, let's just put this out there. You've probably heard, right, the names Hudson Taylor, uh, Corey Tamboum, uh, you, you've heard the names of like William Carey and these, these missionaries that have gone out before and they've preached the gospel in different lands. Most people have heard of Hudson Taylor and most people have heard of Robert Morrison. Uh, my wife actually went to Morrison Academy in Taiwan. It's a school in Taiwan that is named after the China's very first missionary, Robert Morrison. Robert Morrison was not just the first Protestant missionary to China, he was the first person to translate the entire Bible from English into Chinese. How crazy is that? I mean, there's a lot of languages out there that are pretty impressive to be able to translate the Bible into those languages, but... It's really something special when you translate the Bible. Because people know that the Chinese, the Chinese language is a tough one. There was a person who came alongside Robert Morrison and helped him translate the Bible. And when he first started learning Chinese, he said this. His name was William Milne. And William Milne... uh, was a uh, was a, a missionary from the UK that came to assist Robert Morrison, the second Protestant missionary to ever come and serve in China and he worked right beside Robert Morrison and helped him translate the Bible and he said this quote, "Learning the Chinese language requires bodies of iron, lungs of brass, heads of oak, hands of spring steel, eyes." of eagles, hearts of apostles, memories of angels, and lives of Methuselah. (laughs) Uh, This is what he had said um, because he really feels that, I mean, everything that he said, most people have that same intimidation. They know, like, if you're going to learn a new language, why not it be Spanish if you speak English or German or French? You don't want to go something so foreign like Chinese. When people hear that you speak Chinese or you've been learning Chinese, you've been learning how to read or write Chinese, there's a certain respect that you get. Anyway, the very first missionary to translate the Bible into the Chinese language was Robert Morrison. What a task. He didn't grow up speaking Chinese. In fact, the time where he learned Chinese, it was illegal for a Chinese person to even teach the Chinese language to a foreigner. If a Chinese person was caught teaching his language to another person, a foreigner, an outsider, the, de- the, the punishment was execution. Before Robert Morrison even printed the entire Bible into the Chinese language, the emperor of China was getting word of Robert Morrison and sent out an edict to all of China saying anybody caught Purchasing, selling, publishing, printing, distributing the Chinese or Christian materials in the Chinese language would be executed. So he's the very first missionary. Robert Morrison's the very first missionary to ever serve in China. The reason I'm writing a book about him is that when I was doing research for this amazing new um, kind of thing that we're doing, want to tell you a little bit about it here in a minute. Uh, I'm getting into something that is a little bit longer than I wanted to get into um, just because I have other podcasts for this. I've really got to tell you what's what's happening with Amazon. But let me first just share with you really quick for our listeners that we have a couple of books that are coming out. One is about Robert Morrison. Why about Robert Morrison? It's because this new thing that we're doing is going back and finding these old stories. I talked a little bit about it in Chasing Legacy, a film series, a new film series that we're working on. We're kind of taking a little bit of a hiatus this year so that I can do more reading, writing, researching uh, on, on this subject so that I can we can do better filming for next year. But when doing research on probably one of the most prominent missionaries in history, Robert Morrison, nothing's really been written about him for like a hundred years. And the, and the things that have been written about him are kind of like a pamphlet, not even a proper like biography. So we're going to write a biography about Robert Morrison, doing it right now should be done. Uh, within the next couple of weeks, the first draft, anyway. So the first draft should be done in the next couple of weeks, and then it will go to edit, and then it will be made available to you online. We will be able to point you to the direction of that one back to Jerusalem.com, or on our new website, which is Underground Publishing House. We just started a publishing house in the heart of London called the Underground Publishing House, where we are printing books that have either been forgotten or have never been seen by the public. We're super, super excited about that. A couple other books that I'm writing right now is a book about a Pakistani Christian woman who was persecuted. Her name was Shagufta. She was thrown in prison for eight years, served right beside Aja Bibi in Pakistan for doing nothing more than being accused of sending a text that was blasphemous against the Prophet Muhammad. Problem is, she's illiterate, wasn't able to read or write which was provable in court, but the people didn't care. The mob rule had their say, and she was put on death row, and sentenced to be executed. Her story, powerful, powerful story, which highlights some of the problems with women in Pakistan. I've been waiting to write a book about the situation for Christians in Pakistan forever. Now, I'm able to. Also, the next book. Oh, this is gonna be a good one. Basically, this is Jason Bourne meets Robert Morrison. A missionary and a secret agent all at one. He's amazing. The youngest officer ever in the Iranian military, in mil- Iranian history. Also a grandson of Ayatollah, War hero, secret agent, ran black ops for Iran, comes to Christ Never told his story. He was put on death row day before execution. The royal family of the UK stepped in. <laughs> this story is too good to be true. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, you're gonna love this one. It's an amazing story about a good friend of mine, Pastor Farzad. You're going to love it. But one of the things that I have not loved, I put into our um, articles this week about a situation in the US that if you haven't heard about it you need to and you need to talk about it with others um, there is a, uh, a situation in the US which I think relates to us directly in China and I think that it relates directly to you if you're listening to this podcast you've probably downloaded it onto your computer iPad, or smartphone. And if that is you, you need to hear this podcast. There is a gentleman by the name of uh, Brendan Jackson. He is just a normal guy going to work every day, just like you and I. And he comes home one day, And he's not able to get into his house he thought it was really cool to kind of set up his home so he has a a smart home which means that his primary means of interfacing with all of the devices is on automation and it's through amazon echo he does he does this thing with amazon echo which controls the climate in his home so he can raise the temperature, lower the temperature, turn on his, his uh, air conditioning when he's not home, turn on his heater when he's not home. Uh, he can do visual monitoring of different devices. You know, after he leaves, he can check, did I leave my iron on? Did I leave the toaster on? Is the microwave on? Is the oven on? Is the stove on? He can monitor those things through his Amazon Echo device or via Alexa and so he's also able to lock and unlock the doors of his home his cameras are also controlled by his amazon echo devices so he's got a smart home that he has completely set up which is so convenient that's why we love our mobile phones right i can do everything with my mobile phone i'm doing this podcast right now With my mobile phone. I don't have any special device. I don't have a really fancy, sexy microphone, you know, as you often see in videos. Um, I I don't have a special desk. I don't have a special room with neon lights in the background uh, as, you know, like some of the more hardcore podcasters. I don't have a pod space. I'm actually sitting in my apartment right now in Stockholm. Um, I'm using my phone. And I'm, and I'm using a, a, a simple microphone that I've just plugged into the USB port. Really cheap one. Um, just to be able to get a better sound so I can move around. I've got it clipped on to my shirt so I can move around and talk for a little bit without you having the distance of me in the background or me up close. So the, the way that I'm able to maintain kind of the, 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 the distance between my mouth and the microphone is just clipping it onto my shirt. It's my phone. I'm able to check the weather. I'm able to communicate with my friends. I'm able to look at pictures for my family. I'm able to upda- update my social media. I'm able to check the weather of and not just the weather of the outside, but the weather for the week. I'm able to also, I'm going to go swimming in a lake that's right beside me, or I can go swimming in the ocean. They're right beside each other. The ocean and the lake are, are almost connected, not exactly, but I can check the temperature on my phone of both the ocean water in the Baltic Sea, as well as the, the lake water in there i can catch or i can i can look in real time the temperature using my phone i can book tickets for my next trip back home to china on my phone i can book my hotel i'm going to be going next week uh, to the us to attend my oldest son's wedding super excited about that i'm booking the hotel using my phone. I get into my car and I'm listening to a playlist from my phone. I'm using the maps to be able to get to my next destination on my phone. I'm able to keep notes as I write my book by just doing like an audio recording of like different thoughts that I have on my phone. I have all these different things that make life so convenient. I can check and see what time different shops are open in my area, whether they're closed or not, whether it's even worth the effort to get out of bed, put my shoes on, and go down the street to to a store that might or might not be open. Check on my phone. So this gentleman leaves his work, Brendan Jackson, comes home and finds that he can't get into his home. You see, all of the connected devices that he's been using with Amazon Echo lock him out of his home. And I put this up on our our website um, and, and wrote an article about this because this is something that Christians need to know about. Why was he locked out of his home? This is what you've been listening to when I'm telling you about the meetings that are taking place in Davos. When I'm talking about one world government, when I'm talking about this world economic forum coming together and look, and I know that this all sounds uh, like I've got a, a, an aluminum foil hat on, right? And, and I'm And I'm talking about conspiracy theories over and over and over. The problem with our conspiracy theories is that they continue to come true. Which is, I think that there's a movie with Mel Gibson. I'll have to watch it. It's like Mel Gibson and, um, oh, what was the woman's name from Pretty Woman? I can't think of her name right now. The two of them come together and they play in a movie called Conspiracy Theory, I think. And this guy, he has, a, he, has a, um, he has a little newsletter that he sends out everywhere. Mel Gibson sends out a newsletter everywhere about these crazy conspiracy theories. One of them turns out to be true. And so there are people that want to kill him. And uh, that's the problem. Right now, so many conspiracy theories turn out to be true. And one of the reasons why we're seeing this is because look at the things you're not allowed to talk about. So, for instance, a lot of the people, you know, were saying that it may not be beneficial to get the vaccine. Oh, you cannot say that. Cannot say that. Well, it turns out that recent studies have shown that, and I've, and I, guys, I got the vaccine. So I'm not an anti-vaxxer. All right. When I looked at the evidence at the very beginning of the vaccine coming out, I came to the conclusion that it worked for me. So I got the vaccine. Now, looking back on the data, I don't think I ever needed the vaccine. And in fact, the data points out that I didn't. Not for me, not for my age, not for my health. I needed it for travel. And that's why I got it. When we look at the virus possibly coming from China, which is what we said from the very beginning, from a... Um, a, a facility that was used specifically for developing viruses in Wuhan. And it turns out now, according to the latest research, especially that coming out from the U.S. Um, government, is that it most likely came from the Wuhan research facility, which was sported by the U.S. government. So... Those things that we weren't supposed to talk about turned out to be because they were they were so wacky. Wacky, wacky, wacky. If anybody said that the virus started from the, uh, the, the virus research center in Wuhan were wacky, of course, it came from bat soup. If you said that the vaccine probably did more harm than good and you just weren't convinced that you should get it, you were considered to be wacky. Wacky, wacky, wacky. Anti-vaxxer. Non-science. A person that doesn't believe in science. A person that's a science denier. Killing other people with your germs. So, when we see this kind of environment raise up, the reason why I want to bring up this specific case where we see a regular person that has gotten used to a convenient life where he has installed Amazon Echo in his home to control all of the different features. It's kind of cutting edge. He's a younger guy. He works for Microsoft, by the way, comes home from his job at Microsoft, tries to get into his home, but it's all locked. He's locked out of his Amazon account because... He's getting an Amazon delivery and the Amazon delivery man says that this man, Brandon Jackson is guilty of making racist comments. Because the driver accused Brandon Jackson of making a racist comment, Amazon immediately locked him out of his account. They were the judge, they were the jury, they were the executioner. Brandon had no recourse to take. He, he didn't even know he was being charged for making a racist comment. That's it. Now you might say, ooh, that is horrible. He made a racist comment, that's horrible. Well, before you jump to conclusions, as Amazon did, Guys, Brendan wasn't even home. Nobody was at his house when he was gone, according to him. He showed Amazon camera footage that comes from their own devices to show that nobody was home. Nobody engaged the driver. The driver couldn't hear anybody. In fact, the driver, when he made the delivery, was wearing headphones. The driver just made an accusation. One that couldn't even stink and be backed up. And Amazon immediately took action with no evidence. No asking anybody anything. no do- Not even doing the most elementary of research. Just to find out, is this guy a racist? Did he say something? that was not allowed. If you think I'm embracing racism, you're out of your freaking mind. But, for people to be cracked down upon, for things that they say should make Christians open their eyes, because today it's racism. We can all get on board with racism, right? But what if you are anti-science? What if you believe that there was a baby born of a virgin mother? Science has proven that virgins don't have babies. That's what they say in China. That's why the church in China cannot teach about a virgin birth. Because scientists and all the great wisdom inside of China have proven virgin women don't have babies. Say it, and you'll be punished. Locked out of your house. Locked out of your bank account. Locked out of your car. What happens when everything around us becomes something that's in charge of us instead of something that we're in charge of? You know, before when I bought a phone, I owned that phone. But today, when I buy a phone, I don't often own the phone. I'm just holding the phone and paying for a service. A service of communication, a a service of data. And then I have other services as well that I pay for on my phone. I have subscriptions. Subscriptions that I pay for on a monthly basis so I can have access to content, access to services, access to data. I don't own that service, I'm given that service. So even though Brendan bought his home, he's locked out of it. Even though he bought the device, like like his Alexa for instance, he bought the locks on his home, he bought the lights in his house, he bought the, the heater and the air conditioner in his home. But those devices are no longer owned by him. You know, just 20 years ago or 40 years ago, if I bought a toaster, the toaster belonged to me. No matter what I said. I could say some of the most Hitler-based Nazi propaganda that has ever been said. I can say some of the most communist rhetoric. We need, by the way, to start synonymizing Nazism and communism together. What we always do is say Nazis are really, really bad and just leave it at that. Guys, communism has killed m- by, by multiples more than Nazism ever did and more systematically and for much more racist reasons than Nazism. A part of that line of tyranny. It's not just Hitler. Hitler didn't stop it, and he didn't start it. In that same shelf of the true trophy busts, if you will, of individuals that are living, working, breathing tyrants, among them are Fidel Castro, Mao Zedong. We have all of the the communist leaders of Russia, from Stalin and Lenin, Pol Pot, Ho Chi Minh, Kim Jong Un, Kim Il Sung, Kim Jong Il. These are individuals that we need to know represent communism, socialism, tyranny, racism. So Brendan was accused of racism. Here's the problem. Not only was he not home, not only was no one not home, not only did the delivery driver that accused him of being home and making a racist comment, not only was he there, uh, not only was he not there, but even if he was there, the driver wouldn't have been able to hear him because the driver was wearing earphones, but not only that. Brendan Jackson is black. He's an African-American. The chances of him living in a predominantly black neighborhood as a black guy, making an anti-black racist comment is probably quite low. Amazon didn't even look into it. Took about a week for them to get it sorted out. Took minutes for them to shut down and block him out of his account. Took a week for them to rectify the situation. What if it's no longer about racism? What if you make a comment that is sexist? What if you say, Our Father God instead of our mother, God? What if you are offensive by saying that God made us in his image and that we were made perfect in his eyes? Some way to insinuate that maybe you were not born the wrong gender, but you were born exactly who God wanted you to be. What if you say crazy things Like homosexuality is a sin and killing babies is wrong. You see, when we start talking biblical language, it does not coincide with the language of today. And in fact, if you look around, you'll see that we live in a world that is getting much more aggressive towards Christianity than ever before. And when we have our lives encapsulated in devices that control our access to things that are essential for life, we need to open our eyes. Before, I could have money in my home. Now my money's on my phone. Before, I could have access to my home through a key in my pocket. Now, the key in my pocket is my phone. We're quickly moving into a world where our biometrics is making up the access of things that we need into things that uh, that, that are a part of our daily lives. It will not be long for some places it's already there. Inside of China today... Instead of using your phone or a digital ID to get access onto the train, China has introduced one of the world's first palm recognition systems, where you just put your palm onto a device and the um, doors for the subway open up for you to go in. You can buy food, drinks, and have access to transportation just on a scan of your palm. When uh, biometrics, even now when I I come into Sweden, I use biometrics to get into the country. I don't talk to a person. I don't look at a person. I walk up to a machine. I scan my passport. The machine then scans me, scans my face, scans my, my eyes, and then I walk in. Biometrics helps me get home to China, where when I arrive, I scan my ID card and then my thumbprint and then I can go into the country. Biometrics is becoming more and more a part of our daily lives to allow us to access to many different things. Before long, I, we will start seeing it to have our, the only way to access our bank accounts, the only way to access our homes, the only way to access our car, maybe the only way to access our water faucets, to turn them on, turn them off might just be us merely touching something or saying something, turning on our our faucet, opening up our refrigerator, being able to shop at the grocery store. Imagine if all of those things for our convenience were shut down and taken away in one second. You say something that the that the powers that be do not like. It wasn't racist? It was religious. It was your belief. You believe that Jesus Christ was born of the virgin Mary. You say it, you say it out loud. Your your listening systems with Alexa hears you, doesn't like it, and therefore you are locked out of your bank account. You cannot go shopping. You cannot go buy food you cannot access your vehicle to drive somewhere else, you can't get into your home or maybe you can't get out of your home. You can't get onto your devices to send a message, you can't make a phone call, you can't send a text, you can't send an Instagram, you can't even unlock your phone because it's using biometrics to open and the powers that be have deemed it that you cannot have access to those devices. The good thing about Brendan Jackson is that he had a backup system. Because he works for Microsoft, he often provided his own services or integrated his own services. So he was able to bypass Amazon. But he shared his story with the rest of the world. I'm so glad he did. To be able to show people what happens when we give companies like this so much power. And... It's something that we as Christians need to be aware of. Because as we give more power of our lives over to the powers that be, the more we are allowing the masses to dictate what we can say, what we can't say, what we can think, what we can't think. In a 1984 scenario that not even... 1984 knew how to predict. I want to thank you so much for joining us for another Back to Jerusalem podcast. Again, I'm Eugene Bach, your host for this time, coming to you live on delay from somewhere within the borders of Sweden. God bless.